Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. My name is Jack Clifton. Alongside me is my beautiful wife, Claire Clifton. And uh, we're here to bring you up to date with everything that's happening uh, in the Shire Salvos world at both our Menai and Miranda locations. And we're going to play the sermon from church earlier today. Um, Earlier on Sunday, Joel Campbell doing a wonderful sermon from Acts. Looking forward uh, to bringing that to you. Very good evening to you, Claire. How are you traveling tonight? Hello. I am very well. Thank you, Jack. Good to be back behind the Mike for Shia Sowers podcast. And it was great to be able to catch up on the sermon today. We weren't able to attend today's Mm. service, but how good is it that we're able to watch it back through YouTube and through this podcast. It's great. Yeah, fantastic. And hopefully if you're listening to this, it's uh, maybe because uh, you've missed church and you want to catch up on the sermon or you might have really enjoyed church and want to listen to the sermon again or just want to be kept updated with things that are happening in the church. There's always lots happening at Shire Salvers. And now we're going to jump in and tell you all the latest in the Sutherland Shire. So to kick off our news in the Shire Salvos world, um, it is uh, important for us to talk about the Sunday services. So they are happening each and every Sunday. We have two services available for you. Uh, one is at 8.30 a.m. and the other one is at 10.30 a.m. Uh, you will need to register um, to go to those services um, and the registration opens every Monday from 9 a.m. So if you want more information about that, um, it's best to call the church office, although um, on the Shire Salvos Facebook page, and we'll talk about one of the other Shire Salvos Facebook pages a little bit later on in the program. Uh, they will uh, be putting up the link as well for you to just uh, jump on there, click on there, and uh, you're able to uh, book yourself in for uh, a Sunday service, Claire. Yes. Yeah, so the other one that's coming up this week is The Encounter. It's a night of prayer and praise. It's happening Monday, the 8th of November, and that's at our Menai location. I really encourage you to get along to that. I think this is one must be one of the first... Uh, Canaanites we've had in Mm. person um, for a while. And so that's going to be a really good night of prayer and encouragement um, with one another. Uh, there's lots of great things happening at Shire Salvo's Menai location in Term 4. Uh, so obviously we've been in lockdown and there's different restrictions and those kinds of things. But uh, December is going to be the time where there's going to be lots of great things happening. And particularly Term 4, if you're a, uh, a school student or you're a parent of, uh, of children in school, then uh, Term 4 you probably know uh, what we're talking about. But we've got some uh, fantastic regular midweek activities coming up in Term 4. So some of the things uh, that, that they include uh, men's soccer, we've got that on Monday nights. Uh, there's mini music happening Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. And there's also play group, which happens uh, Friday at 10 a.m. alongside the 180 youth, the youth group uh, being run from year six to 18 year olds. It happens every uh, Friday night at a Menai location uh, on um, uh, every Friday from 7 p.m. We've also got some special events coming up in December as well. If you want more information about what they are, it's probably best to uh, jump on social media. We'll be uploading those in the, in the coming weeks or to call uh, the church office as well. But just to whet your appetite, we've got a day on the water uh, happening on Saturday, the 11th of December. We've got a gingerbread house night on Monday, the 6th of December. And of course, we have our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services as well. So uh, lots of fantastic um, uh, initiatives and great little things that are are happening at uh, at Shire Salvo's Menor location, Claire. That sounds so exciting. I feel like I need to get on this gingerbread making train because actually 
I've never made a gingerbread house. Can you believe that, Jack? Well, I'm in the same boat as you, but I probably Maybe have this a, is our year. I probably have a bit more of an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> the other um, Christmas event that we wanted to let you know about was the Boomers and Beyond Christmas Party. So this is being held on Monday, the 15th of November at 10.30 a.m., and it's at Club Central Menai. So if you want more information, call Robin and David Reeves at the church office. Um, but I encourage you, if you're young at heart, that's a place to head to on the 15th. So we have a couple of other notifications in our Shire Salvos news section. Uh, the first one is boys basketball is happening at the Shire Salvos Menno location. Zach is running that. If you want more information, um, you can call the church office, but it is running every Wednesday night during school terms uh, between 6 and 7 p.m. and costs just $5. And finally, our Shire Salvos church community Facebook page is up and running. It's a great way to uh, provide a connection with the community across Shire Salvos. Um, so you can jump on there. It's called the Shire Salvos Church Community Facebook group. Uh, so the aim of the group is basically to create a space where um, we can update, connect, share, support, and encourage each other in our faith journeys. Um, the already established Shire Salvos Facebook page will, all, will also continue to run, uh, but that's going to have a focus on the, the wider uh, Sutherland Shire community as well. So if you're a Facebook or social media savvy, a Shire Salvos Church community, and you better like that page, and you'll get all of the different updates of uh, what's happening uh, in regards to the church with Shire Salvo. So uh, lots of news for us to have uh, got through here this evening and hopefully that has kept you updated on what's happening uh, around the, uh, I guess, around the church, but also what's happening at both Menai um, and Miranda. We're going to jump into the sermon for this week. Joel Campbell was up the front this morning or on Sunday's uh, service on November uh, 7, talking uh, from the book of Acts. It was a really uh, poignant talk, I thought, um, from, from Joel, as Claire mentioned before, we weren't able to be in uh, presence with church this morning, but we're able to rewatch it on YouTube, which is a, a great value of uh, some of the, the great technology we have at our fingertips these days. But uh, great to have Joel uh, preaching to us and really hope that you're challenged by his sermon this week. So here is Joel uh, talking from Acts from Sunday's sermon. Well, isn't it nice to be back in church? Last week it was just a, had a really nice feel about it and it's good to do it again today. So I'm glad you came. I hope you are too. And um, last week, if you were here, you would have heard Mark talk about doubting Thomas. So when we hear about Thomas, we often uh, think that he's the doubting Thomas. But what Mark tried to do, he flipped our view of who Thomas was. It, It wasn't a doubting Thomas, or he wasn't a doubting Thomas. He was simply a man that didn't want to just experience God through other people, that Jesus, he's just risen from the dead. He didn't want to hear it third hand. He wanted to experience that for himself. And the challenge was that we would want to experience God for ourselves as well. And so we are here today looking at the book of Acts. And this is simply describing these people that have just experienced God raising from the dead, they've had their own encounter with God, and how have they responded? And so we're looking at the early church being formed. And in Acts 1, Jesus is still with his disciples He's just risen from the dead and he's basically speaking to them with his last words. And he tells them that you need to wait and he says this, you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, Acts 1.8. And this is what we're called to do, 
to go out and share the good news about Jesus to the ends of the earth. And so when you look at this particular passage, he mentions four different places. The first passage, or the first place he says, is Jerusalem. And for these people, this is where they lived. It was their neighborhood. It's their hometown. And for us, it's Menai, it's Miranda, Panania, Helensburg. It's where you live and work. But he said it doesn't just stop there, where we're comfortable. He said we need to go to Judea, which is where it's the surrounding community. It's the surrounding region. And for us, it's the Shire. But then next comes the biggest challenge. He goes, I want you to go to Samaria. And in that time, they, it was a place where they didn't want to go. It's where people were dealing with hardship. And most of the time, people would avoid that particular city. And for us, and it's in the heart of the Salvos, it's the place, places of hardship, the places of injustice. And it's the people that often get left out. That is what we need to do. That is who we need to go to. And then he says at the very end, I want you to take uh, this message to the ends of the earth. It's for all people across the nation, across the country, across the world. And I think about our partnership with Taviuni in Fiji. I think about the work of the Salvos throughout the world. And I think of all the different churches that are across our country, across the world. Because this message, it's not something that we need to just keep for ourselves. It's something that needs to be shared for all. That is what Jesus left his his disciples with. That is what the message was. And so in Acts 2 verses 41 to 47, we get a great snapshot of what the book of Acts is all about, particularly the first 10 chapters. It's the summary of how the people responded once they'd experienced Jesus for themselves. And it's these particular passages, and it says this, it's titled, The Fellowship of the Believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. A pretty powerful snapshot of how the people responded once they had experienced God for themselves. That power is why we're still in this room today, because of the actions of those people had that experience and the experience that we continue to have today. And so when you look at these chapters, it's the how-to. It's called the book of Acts. It's how they responded. And so when you look at that, there's five key elements that I think uh, are brought through in this particular passage. The first is community, or another word might be fellowship. And in verse 46, it says this, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Because people crave connection. Lockdown made us realize how much we truly needed it. And that's why you're back here today, because you crave connection, crave community. Why we want to be with our friends and our family. We don't want to do this alone. And that's why community is such an important thing. And the other thing is loneliness. 
Coralie, in the, in the video before, she mentioned the power of loneliness at the moment. And we all got a glimpse of what that was like in lockdown. The loneliness is killing our society. And it's an important factor that we need to break through community and providing people connection, providing people with relationship. At the end of the verse, it said that they were glad. And the church is meant to be a place of joy. It's meant to be a place of life. It's meant to be a place that people look at and say, I want some of that. We need to be a place where we have glad hearts. And the final thing, it says, they had sincere hearts. And I loved it last week in the sharing time that people, when you think about sincere hearts, were real and authentic. There wasn't putting up this front that it's all okay. We're all well aware, lockdown and other times, that we are all experiencing some form of hardship. And so it's important that we are open, we are honest, we are real with each other about what we are going through because it's the only way we can do it. There is something powerful in that. And at Muster, they mentioned before, we had the Goggins come, and Dave, uh, he talked about the power of bringing people into your home and sharing a meal. And this was the first part about um, having connection, inviting your neighbours, your friends, uh, work colleagues, whatever they might be, into your home and sharing a meal and simply listening to their story. Because that will be the first step where maybe they'll ask about your story and you can share how Jesus has impacted your life. So the first thing is that we need to be a church that values community. The next is worship. And so in verse 47, it says, Praising God and enjoying favour of all the people. Again, it's about all people. It's not just for one or two of us. It's about everyone needs to experience this. And there are two key elements that you see throughout the book of Acts about how these people worship. And the first is in prayer. They prayed before things took place. They prayed during. They prayed after. They were people on their knees seeking God's wisdom, not trying to do it in their own strength. And like I shared at the very start, they were people led by the Spirit. Jesus left them and said, you will have the power on the Holy Spirit which will come on you. We need to be people who are led by the Spirit. Because what happened as they did that, we saw people, they were healed, their lives were transformed. It was God working through us or working through them. And that was making a difference in others' lives and for them to be able to have the experience of Jesus in their own life too. So we need to be a church that continues to worship our God, but a church that is led by the Spirit. And so the next thing is discipleship. And in verse 42, it says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. And in Acts 8, you meet this man by the name of Philip, and God prompts him to go down to the road between Jerusalem and Gaza. And there's this Ethiopian man who's on his own journey and he's reading the book of Isaiah and he can't understand it. And so Philip is there with him and he unpacks what this passage is all about. He then shares the gospel message with him and there and then this Ethiopian man is baptised and he is saved. Like it said before, he was added to daily in terms of one extra man being saved on that day. And so when you read the scripture, I think that image of somebody sitting down and sharing the passage, this is what discipleship is all about. 
We need to continue to meet together with other people and unpack the Scriptures to truly know who our God is as it's written in the Bible. And so if you've been in a, in a connect group or a life group or a Bible study or you um, are on a Bible app in the U, U version um, app on your phone, any time where you are with another person and you're speaking life and, and talking and breaking down the Bible together, you know the value of this. Because it's so important to hear not just from the person on the front of a Sunday, but from each other to learn and understand what the Bible is all about and get a greater understanding of who Jesus is. We need to have this as a value. And a key part in this verse at the start, it says, they devoted themselves to these things. There was this hunger, a desire, one, to connect with each other, it says, in fellowship, to actually understand and, and grasp the, the ideas with the apostles' teaching, to breaking your bread, um, when they're talking about that, it's communion and to prayer. It wasn't a half effort, they were all in. They were passionate. They were hungry to know more about their God. We need to be a church who's devoted to discipleship. And then you read on in verse 45, it's about service. It's the ministry. It's getting your hands dirty part. And they said this, they sold their property and possession to give to anyone who had a need. And as you read um, further in Acts, people sold their property they gave their money to the apostles, the disciples, to give it to other people who were in greater need. A great glimpse of the power of generosity. And as a church, we need to have a generous spirit. But there's something powerful about serving as well. And you just have seen a glimpse of what um, took place in Miranda over lockdown. And I was able to go down there um, for a, a month or two, just assisting with Coralie and the team, and it was beautiful to see, yes, we were providing or helping with the need. People didn't have food on their table. They're doing it tough financially. And we were providing the service of um, groceries and other things as well. But yes, their needs were met, but there was something powerful that took place for the person serving. I always walked away from those experiences feeling better because there is something powerful about you having a servant heart. That is what it's about. And I know anyone that's done it, from Red Shield to uh, Christmas time to any type of service, even just being on welcome team today, there is something powerful about having a certain servant heart, thinking about other people first other than ourselves. We need to be a church who is all about other people. And the final thing is the go. It's the evangelism. It's what Jesus said that we need to do. It's the great commission, go and make disciples. At the end of these verses, it says this, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Every time, more and more people were having their own experience of God. And in Acts 2, just before uh, these particular verses, Peter is talking to the crowd. He mentioned it in the video. And 3,000 people made a, a decision that day to be a follower of God, 3,000. And then in other parts it says 5,000, but the key thing is that every single day the numbers were added to daily of those being saved. This is still the challenge for us today. This is the mission of our church 
and we need to continue to think about, well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to carry on the mission that God laid on us? And so we get to our church, and I look around this place, and I love it. I just, it's so nice being back and having the, the band playing worship and just being in that setting. It's beautiful being able to listen to Hillsong or any other track on your phone, but there is something about live music and just being together in corporate worship, and it'll be a whole nother level when we can sing together as well. And there are so many aspects of our, our church that I have seen these characteristics, these values being played out. In lockdown, everyone looking after each other in different ways, from phone calls to um, acts of service and things like that. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but as you walk into these doors on your left-hand side, there's a bunch of frames, and they have all these different words on it. And they're actually these values um, spoken out in a little more. So this, for instance, up on the, there it says, Salvation, seeing people come to know and believe Jesus. It's got discipleship, taking responsibility for our own spiritual growth and the service um, to others in need. It talks about character. We are a highly unoffendable and, uh, church and we are developing a positive environment for all. And it goes on and on. Years ago, they were put up there because we want our church to value these particular things. And I think it's a time now where we reflect and think, how can we continue to be the church? But I believe this is only the beginning for our church. I think something is brewing within us, within us as a whole, and each of us as an individual, and I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited for what's been, but I'm excited for what's to come. And I know that many of you, through lockdown, it has been a time of reflection, thinking, what on earth is life all about? And the good thing is you're here today because you value your faith. You value this place, our church, and you want to be or you want this to be a key part in your life. You value your experience, your faith in God. But it's also a time where we need to consider how as a church do we respond? This pandemic has been a massive shift for all of us. We've never done church like this before. But now we have to consider how our church is going to respond. And James Murray, he's a, um, a man that is a senior pastor down at C3 Cronulla. He put this on Twitter, on Instagram this week, and I thought it was quite powerful. He said, in my opinion, COVID-19 hasn't showed us a new way to do church, but rather it's helped us to rediscover the original way to be the church. It's these characteristics that are on that wall, these five things that I've talked about today, this is what it's all about as we be the church. And so what I want you to do today, Mark shared a bit of his vision about the Shire, but this is your church as well. And so this is the question, or there's two questions I want you to do. The first is, what is the vision that God is placing on your heart for this place? What do you want to see God continue to do? It could be something that you already love in terms of what's going on here and you just want us to continue to push it and make it grow or it could be something brand new. But what is God placing on your heart? But the thing is, we can have visions and Mark has his idea about where the Shire is heading. But the thing is, we have a part to play in how that works as well. 
So I want you to do two things. There's a, a circle piece of paper on your chair or under your chair now. And the first is, I want you to write down what is the vision God is placing your, on your heart for this church? What do you want to see? When you talk about those values, what's the thing that stirs you? Lynn, in the morning service, she talked about prayer being a thing that she feels quite powerful about. What do you want to see? But the second part is I want you to flip over that piece of paper and I want you to write down, well, how are you going to make that a reality? Because the second part is the you part. It's you thinking about how will you be the church? What is your part to play in this? Because we can't do this by ourselves. It was the 3,000 that then went on to save more people and more people. We all have to do this together. And so we're just going to listen to the band. They're just going to um, play instrumental. And for a few moments, I just want you to sit and particularly think about that vision and then think about your part to play. But Mark's going to come around and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. What is on your heart in terms of what you want to see in our church? What do you want to see next year? What do you want to see in five years? So as we just listen to the music play, if you feel led to just stand, Mark will come around with the mic and he, uh, you can share what is on your heart about the vision for this place. Claire, so good to have uh, Joel preaching uh, from the Word. Great to obviously be back um, in uh, community with everyone again, but I thought that was a really, really good sermon by Joel and really challenging as well, not just for us as individuals, but also what we're like as a church. I know um, Mm. when we were listening to it, we are talking about what does our vision of the church look like for us, but what things are we doing or what things can we be doing better at Shire Salvo? So I thought it was was really good. Yeah, absolutely. I love um, just those five things again that Joel talked about, community, worship, discipleship, service, and then go. And um, the two questions that I guess will be left with us this week to think about, Mm. what is the vision for our church and how will we be the church? And yeah, as um, Jack and I were speaking before, we started tonight mm. recording. We talked about like what our vision for church is, that it would be welcoming of all people, uh, that we wouldn't be focused on ourselves or our friends or people that kind of can sometimes be easy to get along with, um, but really a welcoming church for everyone, free of judgment, um, full of love and respect and a place where the Word of God is, is heard. Um, and, yeah, I guess that's the challenge for us. Jack and Claire here, but also for all of us mm. listening about how we actually are going to contribute to that in the week, in in the weeks and months and years ahead for Shire Salvos. Yeah. So what what did you get challenged from from Joel's talk? Would uh, love uh, for you to uh, to let us know, or let the church office know, or next time you uh, see us uh, walking mm. the uh, the halls and corridors of, of Shire Salvos, it's um, <laughs> always great for us to be able to bring the word to you, even if it is a little bit different via a podcast. And you hope that you are able to get as much out of the sermon that uh, that Joel gave us this week as uh, myself and Claire were, and and other people, um, no doubt at church that were felt really nourished by the word that was brought uh, by Joel. Claire, thanks so much for joining me on the Shire Salvos podcast. Not always great um, chatting God's word with you. And uh, yeah, it's been great to be kept updated on all of the great and amazing things that's happening at Shire Salvos with Christmas kind of nearing. Christmas is coming. That's right. Um, hope you all have an amazing week and we look forward to bringing you another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast next week. 
So this is uh, Jack Clifton and Claire Clifton signing off from the Shire Salvos podcast. We'll have another episode for you next week. But until then, stay safe and God bless. See ya. Mm-hmm.